0: Hi everybody, welcome to today's episode which is going to be all about how to listen to your body when you have chronic fatigue syndrome. As always, I encourage you to take what you learn here and apply it to your own situation. I'm going to give loads of examples today but obviously like everyone's situation is unique, right? And listening to your body I would say is even more unique, like nobody else can tell you what that exactly looks like for you, because it'll be based around your values and how you want to live your life. So please keep that in mind while you're listening, and I hope you can take inspiration from this episode. So I got inspiration for this podcast after I had a conversation with a client this week who's doing the CFS Transformation Programme. She was feeling confused about whether to rest or whether to get up and do something after she had been like physically resting for most of the day. And she said if she were to listen to her body, they it would it would say to her, just, I just want to stay on the sofa all day. But a part of her knew that it wasn't that helpful to stay on the sofa all day. But the main point she made that got me thinking was it's really hard to listen to your body when you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So true and it's a common piece of advice we get isn't it? Since having CFS I bet you've been told a million times just to listen to your body and it sounds simple when we say it but it's it's not when we're in a a, like chronically dysregulated state. You've probably even heard me saying it a lot on the podcast and I do believe in listening to your body massively. If we had done that previously we wouldn't have ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome we would have listened to and acted on the warning signs to like so we didn't get as bad as we are now so while it's good advice generally to listen to your body I also think it can be a little annoying when you're not in a particularly healthy state or imbalance um, or you're experiencing a dysregulated nervous system for example I now feel very confident in listening to my body and what it needs because I'm in a state of like relative balance and good health. So I trust what my body is saying. When I was sick, however, I just felt like my body was screaming at me a lot of the time. Um, and if it wasn't screaming at me, then it just felt like it was shutting down. And I didn't actually know what it was saying or what it needed for a while there. And having never listened to it up until that point, I didn't even understand like how to listen. I didn't understand what that really meant. So I think as somebody with CFS, the goal is to be able to listen to your body for sure. And we should be nourishing that connection through mind-body work to enhance it and like develop it. But at the minute, if that feels really foreign to you and confusing, that's okay and literally to be expected. Your body has gone through significant trauma and your nervous system is out of regulation. So actually what your body could be telling you right now isn't completely accurate in regards to your reality. So for example, if you're frequently in fight and flight mode due to a shortened window of tolerance, your body will feel anxious, tense, wired. Perhaps you'll have a high heart rate amongst like loads of other symptoms. And what your body is telling you is that there is a danger around and that it needs to either freeze or run away when in reality, neither of those things are necessary. It's coming from the fact that we are dysregulated. It's not necessarily our like physical truth. Another example is resting. I had a woman um, say to me once, if I listened to my body, I would be in bed all day and all night. And that's why my client, who also said a similar thing to me this week, kind of really made me think about this topic a lot more. And with CFS, it's really drilled into us to rest from the advice we get, but also because of how we feel, right? But there will come a point in recovery where you actually need to start pushing a bit to expand activity, even if your body may not instantly enjoy it or feel completely ready for it. So, how do we figure this out? Well, the first thing it's important to remember is that we want to listen to our bodies. We want to be able to listen to our bodies in the future. That is like the ultimate goal. If we can get to a point where we can hear, listen, and honor our bodies in the future, that is how we're going to maintain a good state of health, like sustainably. Listening to your body is the opposite of treating your body like a machine and just telling it what to do rather than letting it inform you of what it needs and like basing your actions around that. It's the, yeah, it's the opposite of treating yourself like a machine, which is probably what you've done your whole life up until this point. So naturally it's going to feel quite foreign. So until we get there, we need to use a combination of listening to our body and a bit of logic. For example, if your body is telling you to lie around and do nothing 24-7 consistently, we need to utilise a bit of logic. Logically, a human body doesn't want to be sedentary for long periods of time. It just isn't designed for it. We're designed for movement. So you may have to override what you think your body is telling you and push yourself to do something, even if that is just walking around the house. But you can apply this to whatever level of recovery you're at. So if you have plateaued at a point in recovery for a while, because your body is telling you you have to, it could be, depending on sort of how long this plateau has been going on, it could be time to push a bit and see how you respond. It's finding balance. We don't want to go to extremes. We don't want to go from bed bound to forcing ourselves into the gym every day. I would never encourage that. But there comes a point when you need to start expanding again and ultimately get to where you want to be. And it might feel like your body isn't ready, but actually it's exactly what your body needs. And more importantly, what your nervous system needs to grow and recalibrate. And you might find that you do experience, actually, I'm willing to bet you will experience um, a slight flare in symptoms from pushing it. But if you can be okay with that and tell yourself that this is just your nervous system recalibrating, then it's actually a good sign, it's growth. This is what progress looks like with CFS. Progress isn't symptoms going away, at least not for a significant amount of time. Progress with CFS is tentatively pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, accepting and even embracing the symptoms while utilising self-compassion, nervous system regulation, and then kind of going again in these cycles. And it won't always feel like you're listening to your body, but logically, you know what your body needs. A good example of this is me right now. Literally before I started recording this podcast, (laughs) I made a mental note to myself that I'm going to go to the gym after not because my body particularly feels like it but logically i know i've been on my laptop all day working i haven't done much movement yet today and i know once i do go to the gym my body will thank me for it and my mind will thank me for it even if i do feel a bit tired if i listen to my body right now it feels a bit achy a bit sluggish and honestly just a bit kind of lazy But that's exactly why I know logically that it needs some movement. You can't wait to feel energetic, clear and ready before you push yourself else you wouldn't need to push yourself. If I waited for that feeling, it would never come. But I bet that that feeling does come after I've been to the gym. And here's the thing. If I do go and I start feeling worse in my body, as in like I get a headache or feel physically unwell or in pain, then I will leave because that's my body saying, actually, movement isn't what we need today. Now, this is like all well and good coming from somebody who isn't going through CFS anymore. But this is just magnified in your own situation and you can apply it to your own situation with CFS. The message is that you can't wait for your body to feel really good and ready before you start challenging it. Whatever that looks like for you at the minute. We have to let an element of logic play its role. If you've been resting, but it isn't making you feel better, it's time to try something else. Some gentle movement might actually make you feel better. And to be honest, like, if you have been highly sedentary for a long time, movement is going to feel really uncomfortable. But discomfort is okay. Pain is not. If you start feeling pain in your body, then listen to that. If, however, you just feel discomfort, lean into it and logically ask, is this making me worse or is it going to help me grow? And the more you practice this and, and like get curious about it, the more, the more you listen to your intuition, the stronger it gets and the clearer it gets. So you can, like, you might try um, asking yourself these questions and trying to differentiate between logic, um, not logic, what am I saying? Differentiate between discomfort and pain. It might not be very obvious to you at the start, but the more you practice it, the clearer the difference will become because you're getting more in touch with your intuition and essentially developing that mental muscle of listening to your body. Similar to the example I always use of growing a muscle, That is uncomfortable. You can expect that to feel hard and your body will probably say this is uncomfortable. But it shouldn't be painful and it doesn't mean that it's bad for you. Same goes for growing slash regulating your nervous system. It won't always be comfortable. Expect discomfort. But as soon as it really is too much and you get pain, then that's when your body is actually talking to you and should be respected. Excuse me. So I'm a huge advocate of listening to your body. I really am. But I think it's a skill that you develop. And this experience of CFS will help you develop it very quickly. It's not something you can easily do when your nervous system is dysregulated. So you have to allow for that logic to come in. And if you, if you feel like you're falling back into old patterns of pushing yourself, I think that is what kind of will um, scare people like if you've listened to any of my episodes previous podcast you'll know that CFS really comes as a result of pushing yourself in the past and burning out and pushing through the pain and we want to come away from all that you know whether it's been with work emotions physical achievements whatever so now you're probably thinking I have to stop pushing myself and yes you do but only in extremes It's the extremes of everything in life that are damaging, right? If we can strive for a much more balanced approach, then that's where we find healing and regulation and ultimately like health and balance. So yeah, of course we want to come away from that chronic pushing mentality and like never letting yourself rest. But we don't then want to go the opposite way and chronically force ourselves to rest and never challenge ourselves at all. Because again, that's an extreme. It's the opposite extreme. So it's finding that middle ground, listening to what your body is saying, but acknowledging sometimes with CFS, it won't be that accurate. So we need to allow for some logic to come in. And I say with CFS, but this is kind of true when you're recovered as well. Like like today, for example, my body's not screaming at me that it wants to go to the gym. But logically, I know that if I do some exercise this afternoon, I'll feel... Better, I'll feel clearer. So it's not like if you want to develop some logic, it doesn't take much. Like, just you, like, it's not logical to be sedentary all the time, right? Just like it's not logical to be on the go all the time. It's not logical to have no sense of routine and structure in life. Just like it's not logical to have. So much of a strict routine and so much structure that it causes you anxiety anytime you go out of it. I hope this is making sense rather than making you more confused, but it's kind of a paradox and it's finding that middle ground, allowing your body to tell you what it needs, but also using your brain to make some logical decisions when you can. I think it's quite a hard concept to understand, but like I said, with some practice, you will start to understand it and really feel it within you as well. If you can allow logic to inform your actions as well as your body, then they will start to sync up and come from the same place. Because deep down, your body wants the logical things. It wants a good sleep routine. It wants movement. It wants rest. It wants good hydration and nutrition. If you practice giving these things to your body enough time using logic, then your body will start to thank you And be like, oh yeah, this actually feels really good. Another example is within diet. I actually had a conversation recently with um, an auntie of mine. She doesn't have CFS, but she struggles with her weight. And she was talking about a diet that she's trying. But she she said to me, my body just wants junk food all the time. And after that, after she said that to me, I was thinking about it for a while. And I was like, there is no way... your body wants junk food all the time like that is a mixed signal she mistakenly thinks that her body wants junk food all the time but a human body definitely wants a like decent nutrient-dense diet to optimize its function but somewhere in there the signal has been confused maybe from years of eating junk food her body is just in the routine or something like that but i think listening to your body isn't always what we think it is on the surface. It's linked to your self-worth and caring for your body. Like, realistically, I could have dominoes every night of the week because I love pizza, but I won't because I care about my body and I value my health too much to know that that is not what my body is asking for, that's not what my body wants. And if I did do that, I bet my body would start to feel pretty shit pretty quickly. But like once a week or every now and then, it's absolutely fine because it brings me joy. And I know that my overall health won't be affected by one dominoes. If anything, it might support my health because it's like um, like social connection as well. And like just a happiness is like a little treat kind of thing. But just like with CFS, you could stay in bed all day and lie there all day. But your body will start to feel worse from that, unless it's what you truly need for a period of time, which is, like, rarely the case. Maybe when, like, you first get diagnosed, or you, if you have a virus, like, in my, just in my own experience, when I got, um, a virus, there was, like, a month where I was completely, like, I just couldn't really move, except, like, the basics, like, going to the loo and stuff, but even that I needed help with, So in those extremes, then yeah, obviously you're not like you, you're just kind of in bed all day. But aside from that, it's rarely what you really need. So it's absolutely fine to do it when it is genuinely necessary. But the majority of the time you'll have to use like logical decisions about whether or not to do that. And after a while, your body will start thanking you for making these informed decisions Like when I came out of my bedbound phase, like there was a month when it was like intense and then three months on the whole where I was like spending a lot of time in bed. But there came a point where like I had to, I had to get up and move a bit. And I remember like just walking up the stairs in my mum's house, like I got out of breath, I felt exhausted. It didn't really feel like my body wanted movement in terms of how it responded Like it felt uncomfortable (laughs) and, but like I knew in a logical part of my brain, I was like, it's not good for me to be in bed all of the time. Like I need to start rehabilitating. I need to start moving even if it doesn't feel amazing. But then after a few weeks and months, obviously my stamina kind of expanded and my capacity expanded and it felt a lot easier. So I knew it was the right decision for my body. So... To sum up listening to your body, it is about truly giving your body what it really needs, which usually looks like a combination of rest, movement, decent diet, hydration, social connection, and emotional regulation. There will be times when not all of these things are met and that is okay. Going through CFS will mean that you don't feel like you trust your body or understand its signals. So you will have to allow room for some logic to inform how you treat your body and the worst case scenario is that you try pushing yourself it really really doesn't feel good you know it's not the right thing for your body so you tone it down again you experience some symptoms you respond well to them and you're you're in the same place you are now you're not going backwards you're not starting afresh you're not making yourself worse you're in the same place you are now If anything, you have learned a bit more about your abilities at the minute, which is always a good thing. So you can meet yourself where you're at and um, start to figure out from there rather than just assuming where you're at. And the last thing I'm going to remind you is that listening to your body won't always feel comfortable, but deep down you will have an understanding that this is just the right thing for you right now. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.